Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. <sighs> Hello, folks. Oh, boy. This is the Season 5 finale, and it is called The, the Incident. incident. <laughs> <laughs> the long-rumored incidents from way back in the Dharma Orientation video, Mr. Pierre Chang, a.k.a. Marvin Candle, talked about um, there being an incident. Hallowax, is he? Hallowax, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Trevor Wax, but that's someone else. No, that's someone else. <laughs> yes, that is someone else. <laughs> but... Oh, man, it's hard to... This episode, like, it starts slow and it just builds layer upon layer of tension as it goes on. It just keeps escalating for, like, two hours. (laughs) Yeah, this was was a two-hour finale, and so it's presented on the DVD as two hours, probably in, like, syndication, I think, or maybe even on Netflix, it might be presented as a two-parter. But it plays super well as just a a two-hour... Movie. Well, I guess hour and a half yeah. at, at minus commercials, but still. Uh, how are you doing, uh, resident newbie, honey? I uh, kind of feel like a bomb just went off in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of screaming at the TV, I think, when this first showed. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching this. I was living in my apartment by myself, I think, at the time this whole season. And just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> You just stare at the screen at the end. You're like, well, it, well, it can't that, be over. That final scene with Juliet, it, it was burned in my brain. Like, I remember that so well because it was like, oh, it was horrifying. And it was, it's like, oh, Juliet made it somehow, but not really. And then, oh, wait, ah, ah. Uh, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Suicide mission, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, when she woke up and cried, I got this idea that she was thinking, I'm alive, and that's worse than being dead. At the bottom of this hole right now. Really, really hurt, and with no way to get back to James. Mm-hmm. And the stupid bomb didn't even go off, which is what she had just sacrificed her her life her life <laughs> for. Uh, but there's no suicide that's not disturbing. And the question I leave you with, did the bomb go off? It sounds like it went off, so what does that mean? Where does this next season begin? Oh, and maybe right. she maybe wasn't yes. suicide. Maybe she lives just fine because it reset everything. Or does it? Uh, right. <laughs> um, I presume the long con was John Locke not really being John Locke. Yes. That's why he couldn't be and we had those discussions about dead is dead. Because dead is dead. Yes. Unfortunately, John Locke really is dead. And that has been a very hard secret to keep for all this time. But... <laughs> That's not what I expected the long con to be, I admit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... Uh... Hence, John Locke, well, I've said before, he's one of the most tragic characters in Lost. Oh, because I see. Because he, he just committed suicide because he... Or no, he was, he was murdered by... <laughs> he was about to commit suicide and murdered by Ben. And basically, he was just a pawn in this game that other people were playing. Because I think the man in black who is the name that, that tends to get used for the man in the prologue of this episode. Uh, the man that was talking to Jacob. Uh-huh. He, oh. he is the one who's been manipulating certain events for a very long time. That's the man in black. Yeah. Oh, he has a face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He and has Jacob a face. has a face. And Jacob, Jacob has a face. Yeah, what do you feel about Jacob? Well, actually, oh, go, go, you do first. I, 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 I kind of want to do this. Well, let's, let's, see, let's hear what you had to say about Jacob first. <laughs> I was proud of myself because at the very moment he first appeared on screen, I went, 
Oh, is that Jacob? <laughs> that was that was one thing I was wondering. I was wondering if you could tell from the beginning of the prologue if that's who they were leading up to. Oh, yeah. Because we've been hearing about Jacob for a long time. and Season two, I think. Uh, yeah. At very end of season two, I want to say. So, I'm still wondering about his existence and the fact that he's he is killable. But he looks young and he, we see him interacting in incidental ways with all of the Oceanic crew for a long time in each of those flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he, as any other human, like traveled off the island in pivotal moments each time, or if he is um, like part human and part spiritual being, and he can just like appear at will wherever he feels like going. So I'm wondering about that, and I'm wondering if there are similar things going on with the Man in Black. And I'm also wondering, like, why the Man in Black needed to find a loophole to come back to the island? To, to kill Jacob, I think. And the uh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about things that they talk about in this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you the, learn more in season six. You learn more in season six. But in the prologue, we hear him say, "Do you have any?" The man in black say, we, "Do you have any idea how much you want to kill you?" And then he's like, "One of these days, I'm going to find a loophole." So I think the loophole is a way to kill Jacob. So presumably he couldn't. So presumably he couldn't just do it by himself. He needed someone else to do it for him. Huh. And. We haven't been given why that is yet. Right. Yeah. Now, you're asking very good questions. I won't promise that all of them will be answered. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> That's not how this works. No, no. It's lost. It's, exactly. But but you will get more details about mm-hmm. who those two guys are in yes. season six. Ah. It's been a long... This is a... This whole, like, dynamic between a good and evil is something they've wanted to do on the show since very early on. I don't know if you remember way back in season one... When Locke was showing Walt's backgammon. Yeah. And he says, like, two sides, one light, one dark, and then he wants, goes on to tell a secret. I remember in, in season six, in, like, the promos leading up to season six, they showed that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. As in, like, yeah, we wanted to do this sort of thing for a long time, but it took them a long time before they actually got to it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of disconcerting because Jacob was dressed in light colors or a white shirt, and the man in black has an obvious color association. (laughs) (laughs) And you notice Locke has been wearing, or the man we thought was Locke, has been wearing a dark shirt basically the whole time he's been on the island. Mm -hmm. Or basically since he started running, get back from Ajira. Oh, boy. Okay. But yeah, there's... So we, we, we spent some time on our spoiler corner kind of like analyzing things like dead is dead and trying to follow the train of his plan. It's very convoluted. It is convoluted. Yeah, we we feel like there's somehow, we don't know the details of it yet, but we feel like there's some way where he made, he took advantage of the time skips to tell Locke that he needed to die because he, well, should we go ahead and tell her about the one other thing about uh, Man in Black? I think it'll be easier to talk about. So the Man in Black is also the smoke monster. Uh, I was wondering where that was going to tie in. Yeah, yeah. And so do you remember when in Dead is Dead, when Ben goes, well, two things. One, Ben summons a smoke monster, and in in Dharmaville he says, all right, coming out of the woods is is something I can't control. And then the leaves rustle, and instead of the smoke monster come out, out comes Locke. (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah, Dead is Dead actually has a lot of stuff in it. And then... Ben falls down a hole in the temple and Locke says, here, I'll go get you, I'll go look for you, a rope for you. And then the smoke monster appears and says, hey, I know, I know you're planning to kill John Locke, but I want you to do everything that he says. And the smoke monster is John Locke here. Oh boy. Wow. 
Yeah. So, I see. So and, there's all season. And in this episode, he double checks, making sure he's actually going to listen to him, everything he says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like every other time. You doing okay, Ben? Yeah. Because, he, I mean, because what's fascinating this episode, he's really grooming Ben so that he can kill Jacob. Like every time uh-huh. he just keeps pushing him. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. he's asking, so, wait, why wouldn't you kill him? <laughs> Very manipulative. He, I was almost thinking, oh, no, John Locke has become the next Ben. Not, <laughs> not quite. Not but quite. The, first, the first Ben? No. <laughs> yeah, he's he's turning Ben's tricks against them. Yeah. yeah, I could see the confusion in Ben's face and, like, after Man in Black, disguised as Locke, or reincarnated as Locke, said that, like, Ben's face, I thought, oh, he's actually thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was asking him, basically had act a surprise, like, "Oh, your your daughter in the temple told me to told you to come and and follow me, and listen to what I said." Okay, well, I'll make this easier, as if he didn't already know all that. Yeah, yeah but he had to act like John Locke. He did. Yep, he did. I guess that would sadly explain Locke's air quotes confidence and unflappability. Yeah, it wasn't really him. I know it's the most. It's the most. It was a very disappointing thing because. That's the lock we wanted to see come back, a very confident lock that was kind of in charge again and lorded over Ben. And so it's like, like you said, it's right in plain sight, but yeah. first time viewer, that's not what you want to see. And there's so much else going on, and yeah. And I just remember the first time, like, they, you see dead John Locke there, like, wait, wait, what? what? I remember it t- taking you a while for it to process, like, wait, what? What does this mean? Yeah. What's going on? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the third season finale where John Locke is dead. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's a coffin at the end of season three, yeah. a coffin in the season four, and the dead John Locke in the season five. Yeah, technically we don't see his body in the end of season no. three, but no. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Yes. Do you think the Man in Black is confused about where Jacob lives? He's following Richard, or is he just playing like he's Locke and wouldn't know? I think he's playing along like he wouldn't know. I feel like every now and then he he has to act the part of, like, okay, you're introducing me. Like, because if they start getting suspicious about it, I think he worries if if he starts acting like he knows too much, they'll raise too many questions. Okay. So when he gets to the statue, he also looks surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I I couldn't tell what... I was trying to read his face there, like, and it, it just looked... You know what I mean? We saw more like Locke than like the Man in Black would look. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I think he's just acting. I mean, we saw him and Jacob eating. They were by the statue when they ate in that prologue. But so he would know the statue. He would know Jacob lives there. Mm -hmm. But maybe he didn't know the. I mean, there was that secret. Maybe he didn't know how to get in. Maybe he didn't know. Could be. I don't know. Because he, I, I, I was confused by that too. Because it seemed like he would. It could have been acting, but it did look like genuine surprise. And Mm. so I was. Maybe just, you know, because apparently Jacob used to live in the cabin. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting talk about the cabin here. It cleared a lot of stuff up, actually, I think. I mean, it's stuff that didn't stick in our minds, mm-hmm. hence you can, which you can tell from our previous discussions about it on the Weekly Hijack here. So, yes, apparently Jacob did use the cabin for a time. And so maybe that was why Locke was surprised that he would, maybe he, Jacob left the statue for a while and moved over to the cabin. And then maybe he just figured he had made a new hiding spot somewhere. And he's like, oh, it's this old place. Uh-huh. I mean... Yeah, that could be. Although I would, I would imagine Man in Black would start getting suspicious. I mean, I'm, he knows the island really well at this point. I imagine he would figure out which direction they were headed in. But I don't know. I remember having questions about the ash circle. The yeah, island, and it was to keep the Man in Black out. Yeah, I guess it's to keep the Man in Black out as opposed to keeping him in. Yeah, I guess I was thinking in earlier on. But to keep yeah. him out, yeah. To keep him 
which just, we see more in these things. You know what's very interesting about the... I just... I made this connection. It could be completely wrong, but the cabin has a circle around it, and it apparently moves, right? Yeah. I it just... It's it's a mini island. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's on purpose. So. I mean, season six has a lot of these... Uh, mm-hmm. They build on that sort of thing. The ring around the islands would keep certain things in. True. But anyways. We still don't know about... When the ash ring was broken, though, I, and I wonder if it said this. It's been a long time, so maybe it was something way beyond for our survivors. Because mm-hmm. we've said before, we suspect that Christian Shepherd. Anytime Christian Shepherd is on the island, at Smoke Monster slash Man in Black, because we've seen the Smoke Monster, he can take the form of dead people, and he always he liked using mm-hmm. Christian Shepherd for some reason. But then we saw Christian Shepherd in the cabin when Locke came to talk to him, yeah. and I've theorized. I'm saying this for Janelle because. She didn't hear this before, but I theorized before that at that point, Smoke Monster slash Man in Black infected Locke to an extent, kind of like how the Smoke Monster infected people before, like we saw with Rousseau. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he did that partly because I don't have any other explanation for why Locke saw Christian Shepherd in the past when he was time skipping, because there's no reason why... I don't know, this is, I've been trying to, to write, and the writers would probably not even care this much about it, <laughs> because they're very like, whatever, what do you yeah, think it is? Yeah. But that's just my head canon for how the, it makes sense why Locke would ever even see him in pre-statue breaking, which was apparently before that one ship we saw. She looks a lot like the Black Rock to me. Yeah, that might almost, be right. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think you're correct there. We talked a lot of mythology, let's talk a couple characters here. Okay. Um, but first, before I end mythology, the Black Rock reminded me of what, that beginning conversation is very interesting. Like, how did they find it? Oh, we'll have to ask him. I know you brought him here. So Jacob has a lot of influence on bringing people. Mm-hmm. And they like, they just kill, destroy, and, and corrupt. And corrupt. And Jacob's like, well, until it'll end once and then everything until then is progress. And I think it's interesting then with the tapestries, like, well, it takes a long time when you're making your own thread. I feel like that's very symbolic too of the way he works. Mm. Like, he's slowly. Slowly weaving weaving something together. Mm -hmm. Because at the end, he's like, they're coming. So he obviously has a hand in. He has a plan. No pun intended. (laughs) Actually, let's talk flashbacks and then we'll go characters. Yeah, that's a good idea because the flashbacks are pretty self-contained here. Yeah. Basically, we saw Jacob meets several characters Mm -hmm. um, with Kate and Sawyer. They're both, or Kate and James, both when they were kids, basically. Um, Did you see a pattern of Jacob's visits? (laughs) There was one thing in common with each one of Jacob's visits. Oh, let me think for a second. Um, it's not something I would have noticed unless someone had pointed out, it out to me. But. There's Kate, there was Sawyer, there was Jack. He gave them all something. He actually did. I know that time that he did give them all, except I don't know he gave Saeed anything, but he gave everyone else something. Oh, oh, oh he, yeah, he took apparently. something from. No. <laughs> yeah, he took something from Saeed. Uh, was he going to give him something, you think? And it just. Derailed. I don't know. I don't know. There, were, there was a paper there, wasn't there? Could be. He asked him for directions or something. So, so yeah. maybe. Yeah. But there was maybe. something else besides giving, too. happened, but then the crash kind of... Yeah. I've wondered before if that was, like, him saving Saeed from a crash. Because it's inconclusive if the crash was actually accidental or uh-huh. was intentional. Jacob doesn't tend to interfere very much, though. So I, I'm feeling it's not... Intentional Yeah, I mean, he seems to be... And you learn more of this. He's very hands-off. Except... When he's hand well, on. I mean, he's he is, <laughs> but at the same time, he knew where to where to be when Locke fell out of a skyscraper. Yeah, we gave him life. Yeah, I guess so. But anyways, then there's the the other thing is that he touches each he touches one of them. them. Each one of them. It seems like, except in Saeed's case, that he was trying to 
like do something good or teach them something mm-hmm. good. Like Kate, he was trying to tell her not to steal. That's a good thing. Sawyer, he was trying to like offer some word of consolation. And interestingly, he gave that he gave him a pen that helped him write the letter <laughs> he was going to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, do what you want to do, and then his I don't know guardian yeah, someone comes so. like, no, no, let let it go, let it go. What's done is done. Which Sawyer internalized. Yeah. Even though he still wound up writing the letter, but he wound up saying that later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the, the other thing was he touched each one of them. Sometimes it was when they were exchanging something. Sometimes it was more purposeful, like he put a hand on shoulders, on Hurley's shoulder there. He touched both the gin and the sun like this. Yeah. Oh, right. And mm-hmm. what's interesting, he's wearing gloves when he sees the Lana. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. There's a difference. And there was one flashback he was notably absent from. Juliet. Yeah, that was a sad, sad story for her all around. Yeah. Uh, so does he, like, is that, like, protection power on them? Or ability to get back to the island? Or... (laughs) We don't know. You will. We will. Okay. Won't you? Maybe. I feel like this is one of those things you can infer things Mm -hmm. to, even if you don't know for certain. Yeah. But they they named something important this episode, the idea of candidates. With so much else yeah. going on, it's easy to forget that. Yeah, yeah. Brahm and, and Lana talked about whether Frank was a candidate. That's something you'll hear a lot more about in season six. Yeah, yeah I've been wondering, okay, so what's the deal with these, these people on the Ajira flight that have Locke's body and know that it's important enough to... Find the rest of the others and bring it to them and to their attention <laughs> yeah. to Ricardo, whom they seem to know some, or at least know who he is. Was it Ricardo or Richard? R- Ricardus? Yeah, I guess it was Ricardo. Yeah, Riches. Or Rich. <laughs> Rich. <laughs> Richard. Richard. Yeah, Richie. <laughs> Richie. Rich. He's always dressed very debonair, no matter what he's doing. Okay. He can be swinging a sledgehammer in a temple, and he still looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I still don't. Uh, no, you won't. Yeah, that's tough. They're all unwind. They've said they actually set a lot of stuff up to unwind in season six. They mentioned that Jacob was the reason that uh, Richard has never aged. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering about that. Mm-hmm. There's also a uh, this is a side tangent, I guess, but there's a fun bonus feature in here that's about a day in the life of Richard Albert. And it is about I think I told you about this, but there's the actor apparently for the one of the last days of filming the season finale. He had scenes in both. 1977 and in 2007, and apparently they were the filming locations were on like were like hours away. So his filming day apparently like started at like 7 a.m. in the morning and lasted till like 1 a.m. at night. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Because so, he had to like shoot stuff in the temple, and then get in a van and go all the way down to where they were shooting the stuff on the beach at night. So mm-hmm. interesting role. <laughs> oh, good gracious! Let's talk Julia for a second. I just. Julia's such a sad character in this episode, and it, because I feel like she's okay. So she, you know, there's a scene when she's like, "I see how you look at her," and I, I honestly, my reading this time is that she's just reading that into it. I don't think so, Sawyer's, no. Sawyer's not doing that. He's no. super committed, and it's like she's so set up for tragedy that I think she just plays into it at this point. Well, we see that in her flashback. I know, yeah. I know, and it's so sad. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not sure it would work without that flashback in some ways yeah. because, like the. It we, seems out of the blue otherwise. Exactly. It, it would seem very out of the blue. But children of divorced parents have lifelong trauma. Yes. I wanted to punch her parents in the face 
We love each other very much, but we're not meant to be together. What kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> yes. Spoken from, and you can tell, yes, I can cut this. Okay. Spoken from someone who has gone through your parents divorcing and. Yes. Yeah. I, I, all of a sudden I thought, oh dear, this could get very real very fast. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I got more angry than sad at stuff like yeah. that. Okay. It's just crap. Yeah. Yeah. Worse than crap. As I said. Yep. At least Julie had three year happy years. <laughs> and that ending scene is is a little bittersweet. Because, I mean, he's, like, not letting her go. And she's like, I love you so much. It's, yeah. It's in a way, I mean, it's a good, it's not a good ending. But it's a, I'm happy to see them committed to each other. Mm-hmm. Still, to the very end. Yeah. And Sawyer's right this whole episode. Like, Jack's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, I know why he believes what he believes. It makes sense, but like Sawyer's the one talking sense. <laughs> like we should just go back, forget all this stuff. I mean, honestly, you probably would have been happy to stay with Rosa Bernard. And this I know all oh, that. Rosa Bernard was such a go that ahead. was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> We're retired. <laughs> We're, there's always something with you people. <laughs> Jack's got a bomb this time. So what? <laughs> I love it. So unfazed and used to. Chaotic stuff. Yeah. Uh, she's got her priorities, and she's sticking to it. I like how those two are, are more peace-loving than the hippies in this are. Yeah. <laughs> the Dharma hippies. That's... I mean, especially as some of the stuff that happens in season six about the, kind of what the purpose of the island. Like, Ruth and Renard have it. Like, this is what all the characters actually want, but they can't seem to figure out how to do. Mm-hmm. Like, just live with each other. <laughs> yeah. Just live and be happy. Which, I mean, honestly, Julian and Sawyer had going for them. Yeah. It's interesting Jack's motivations here, like... What do you want, Jack? <laughs> all this time, like, we've enjoyed seeing Zen Jack, but Faraday's plan appealed to him in a way that, like, I'm not sure that was fully realized until we saw his explanation here, mm-hmm. that he had Kate and he lost her. It went, plus, it's, it's Zen Jack plus uh, Determined Jack, Jack, where he has the destiny, he has Jack's, uh, no, Locke's destiny kick with Jack's, like... We're going to do something. We're going to do. We're going to fix this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's dangerous. And again, as the audience, I mean, our first time, especially, I'm like, you feel like Jack's right. Uh huh. In a one way, and at least in some way. But another way, he's also he's not right. He's the other. And it's fascinating too to think, you know, before the whole nuclear bomb thing, there was something they did drill into something. I mm-hmm. I had kind of forgotten that for for a little bit because I knew it was like there was a nuclear bomb. But they did, like, we don't know what kind of thing was going to happen before the nuclear bomb. Yeah. I guess we still don't know. We don't. Miles is like, how do you know we're not calling this thing? So, you know, you still kind of left at the end of this episode, like, which is... Which is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, that was so funny. <laughs> Miles is great. Good, I'm glad you've all thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> they don't we, think sometimes. We, we need a, a Miles or a Hurley occasionally to, like, mm-hmm. just diffuse some of this madness. Yep. One layer after another. I when I was trying to remember some of the details, I remembered like the highlights, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "What happens over the course of an hour and a half of this episode?" And I was thinking, like, I feel like the others just walk the entire time. Um, which, yeah, and they do. They do yeah. basically. But it's just ramping up Ben bit by bit. Yeah, really. this like this tension and suspense of is this really what we're gonna do? This is this really what we're gonna do? <laughs> and then. Uh-huh. They do. Like, the same episode, you finally see Jacob, they kill him. I mean, that's... (laughs) What? Uh, Yeah, I'm going... After you two talking about good and evil, I'm going, wait. 
How can there not be a force of good on the island? That that sounds not really not good at all. Welcome to season six. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Yep. So let's talk Ben. Oh, sorry, I keep interrupting. But no, Ben. Okay, Ben, especially at the end, that scene between him and Jacob is fascinating to me. Yes, mm-hmm. gripping. It is. Because, first off, Michael Emerson can deliver anything. Yeah. But he's just so, you can just read so many different emotions going through him. Like, I wanted to see you. I did all this stuff for you. You never did anything. And now you care. And he comes in like he's Moses. And, oh. and, and, and he says, what about me? And Jacob just goes, what about you? And that just, <laughs> that just, that's just, it's the wrong thing that not what Ben wanted to hear. You can tell Jacob has not actually had a whole lot of hands-on management classes or if I remember right, there's a, there's a later bit where someone says, Jacob wanted to be wrong about you mm-hmm. <laughs> up till the end, oh. but, but he said he didn't say the promising thing. I, I mean, I could see from Jacob's perspective is like, it's not about you and which I get from a humility perspective. Yeah. But is that what... Uh, ben with a martyr complex. Yes, yeah. wants to hear it all. After losing the things you felt important, especially power, and feeling all of that piety going unrewarded, and of course being groomed as he was, yeah, it would make sense that he would find what about you being an insulting question. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, so Ben's, Ben's come a long way. Season 5 has been a very interesting Ben season. Very. <laughs> yeah, he, he seemed kind of on top of his game. He's like, all right, I've been kicked off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to arrange everything, every, put it back together, and get on the island, no matter what these idiots think of mm-hmm. me. Um, but then as soon as he gets on the island, all his plans fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much as soon as, as soon as he sees Locke, particularly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's he has the crap scared out of him. <laughs> exactly. <he's locked. laughs> yeah. I guess that makes a lot of sense that he would be that scared. Well, now I'm confused about this. He theoretically he worships Jacob. If Jacob's the good deity, you'd think Ben would turn out a little bit better. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, Jacob is very hands off. Uh, uh, like his conversation with Hurley is pretty much good understanding. He's like, look, when you go. You have a blessing, but it's up to you what you do. Okay, you should go here, but do what you want. I feel like that's somewhat what he's doing with Ben at the end. He's like, he's listening. He's like, what about you? And he's like, do what you want with. Yeah, he he's very like he's not going to push people to do something, which is yeah the the bad side of being hands off. And sometimes I I feel like Jacob is an agnostic's view of God. Mm Hmm. Basically, this idea that he's so distant, why doesn't he just come out and do stuff? He just leaves us to do whatever we want, this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, well, the Christian perspective is like, well, he did come, and, yeah. and he is with us. Yeah. But, uh, and Noxic doesn't necessarily see it that way. But you will, we'll explore a lot more of the whole Jacob dynamic yep. coming up. So, uh, season premiere of season six is called LAX. Oh, really? Yes, indeed. Hmm. Although there is a space between L.A. and X. Whatever that means. <laughs> so, so just something to tease you with a little bit there. Right. <laughs> so this, this episode has gone on plenty long, and I knew it would, but that's which is fine. It's a season finale. It's a double-length one. Anything else anyone's burning to talk about? Not like no, Jacob I'm... is burning. Oh, that's awful. Sorry. Dark humor there. Yeah, you're on fire. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Weekly Hijack. We have finished season five. The last season of Lost is coming up. The final season, as they said in all the promos. Over and over again. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> it was a big deal, and it is a big deal. So we'll we'll see what awaits us next time. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Tim. Isn't it? And? The ladies. <laughs> have a great night, folks, or have a good day if you happen to listen to this in the morning, which you might be. Either way... <laughs> Bye-bye.